This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm going to turn our attention overseas. We're going to talk about what's going on along the Poland-Belarus border. Um, it's... Well, it's being called a potential powder keg. It really is a situation that uh, the international community is keeping a close eye on. Um, Human Rights Chief Michelle Bachelet of the United Nations called on states today to resolve the, quote, intolerable migrant crisis along that border and said that under international law, people should not be prevented from seeking asylum. There's migrants that are trapped in Belarus trying to get over the Polish border, which is the gateway into the EU in that part of the world. So um, it's it's a real mess. It's really not going well, and there's concern that it's going to get much, much worse. So let's try and get a handle on what the situation is. We're going to chat with Andrew Rosillis now. Um, Andrew is a fellow with the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. Uh, Andrew, thank you for your time this morning. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much for having me on your show. It's a great pleasure. Um, uh, Try and explain to me if you can. I, I think I have a bit of an understanding of what's going on there, but the situation at the Belarus border, it, it's not about Belarus and Poland. It's much larger than that, right? Well, I mean, there there is the wider picture of uh, where where the Russians are vis-a-vis the Belarusians and the former Soviet space. Uh, there is that huge big picture about sphere of influence mm-hmm. uh, that Russia is trying to hold on to. Uh, so that is very much part of it. So Ukraine is linked with that. So is Georgia. And you can keep going around the former Soviet space. There are a number of conflicts going on there. Uh, and the Russians are trying to do various means of holding on to their sphere of influence in that, in that, in that area. Um, the current situation that we see with Belarus is, uh, very much localized in the sense of it's it's Lukashenko working on trying to keep himself in power, obviously with Russian support in the background. But as far as we're able to see, this is this uh, refugee issue is very much not Moscow directed, uh, although Moscow would, would would say okay, go ahead. But really, this is coming from Minsk and Lukashenko himself trying to stay in power mm-hmm. and trying to. Uh, force the West to to go easy on the sanctions because after the elections last summer, uh, uh, two summers like in 2020, where uh, where basically it was, it was clearly fraudulent and a number of sanctions have been put on the Lukashenko regime, he's trying to fight back and he's using uh, migration, which he's actually supporting flights into Minsk from various parts of Africa and the Middle East. Uh, a lot of them are coming in through Turkey uh, to to actually then force these migrants against the Polish and Lithuanian border, because also there's a lot of yes. things going on in Lithuania, to force them in, essentially to, to get them into the European Union and to use this, to weaponize, to punish uh, the European Union, Lithuania, Poland in particular, uh, for standing up to Lukashenko with the sanctions. So basically, he's trying to say, I'll, I'll stop the, the pushing the migrants against you if you uh, let up on your sanctions against me, recognize me as the president of, of Belarus, and let's get back to normal. And and the situation here, like you say, these these, these migrants are coming from all over uh, the Middle East. They're yeah. coming from yeah. Africa. They're coming from Afghanistan, all apparently with the welcome of Belarus to be used essentially as political pawns in their struggle, right? Exactly. 
exactly. So the thing is that, that these are, these are uh, it's not like uh, people who have been traveling on their feet right. across, uh, you know, miles of world seeking political uh, asylum. These are, in effect, people who've gotten on airplanes, who've had documents, who've had money to pay airlines to fly them, you know, and they arrive and all of a sudden they come to the border of Lithuania and Poland, they no longer have their documents and they no longer have any money and they've become desperate. Uh, you know, in a fairly short period of time. So clearly, this is a this is a a forced artificial situation that Belarus is creating. It's not a natural migration of people who right. are war, you know war torn refugees who are trying to desperately seek asylum. This is not the situation. Now, the situation, the the concern here is that this could really get out of hand quickly because, like you said, Moscow, um, they're supporting Belarus. They're sending bombers to patrol the airspace. Uh, you've got Polish troops amassing along the border. There's really a potential for this to kick off. Did we lose Andrew? Okay, I'll put Andrew on hold and see if Sarah can get him back. But yeah, the situation here, it's really, really awful. Um, Just to give you the latest information um, that the UN is reporting here, uh, Moscow sent um, two strategic bomber planes to patrol uh, Belarusian airspace. Um, And the UN is saying, stop, de-escalate. We especially with the increase in military activity that we're seeing. There's more troops being deployed. The rhetoric is getting more heated. And caught up in the middle of all of this, unfortunately, are these migrants from, as I said, they're coming from the Middle East. They're coming from Afghanistan. They're coming from Africa um, and being welcomed into Belarus by uh, Belarusian authorities in order to use them as leverage and as pressure uh, on the EU to get them to ease sanctions against Belarus. Literally pawns in a political game. It really is a horrible situation. The United Nations saying that these hundreds of men, women, and children must not be forced to spend another night in freezing weather without adequate shelter, food, water, and medical care. Under international law, no one should ever be prevented from seeking protection and individual consideration must be given to their protection needs. So where do we go from here? That's the question people are asking. Is this going to get worse? Looks like it is right now. Uh, Or is there a chance that we can reverse course on this? We'll take a quick break, see if we can't get Andrew back and get more of his insight when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. After this. All right, delighted that we have Andrew back. We lost our connection there, but he is joining us again. It's 
Andrew Rasulius, who is a fellow with the Canadian Global Affairs Institute. A- Andrew, thanks so much for getting back to us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sorry, I don't know what happened to the phone, but it, yeah. uh, it went dead and we retry- we powered it. And technology, okay. you know how it goes. Yeah, um, absolutely. So we, absolutely. I, I was just, I, I wanted to know what you think in terms of where this might go, because we're seeing, you know, increased troops being bought to the border, Russia now sending some military equipment to the border, and the United Nations very concerned that this could head into a, a, a crisis that just continues to escalate. Do you think that's possible? Oh, yes. I mean, this is serious. Um, and they want it to be serious uh, because, in a way, this distracts attention from all the other things that are going on, as I mentioned, in the, in the former Soviet space. So uh, this issue now is because that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about Ukraine now. We're talking yeah. about Belarus. So, so that the distraction is, is in play. And it's real. Um, so you've got both a, 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 a humanitarian issue and a potential military-type conflict issue in the sense that well, the humanitarian side, we can see what's happening. These people are out in the open. Uh, winter is coming, uh, and there is going to be a humanitarian crisis emerging in terms of the caring of these people. On the other hand, uh, there's already been uh, evidence that some of these people have been armed in some ways with axes and picks and so on, uh, but there is a potential of escalation of violence along the Polish and Lithuanian frontiers. Hmm. This is a serious problem. Uh, and and it's dynamic, and I cannot foretell how it will right. go, except to tell you that there is a potential military-style conflict issue uh, coming there, potentially, and certainly a humanitarian problem. This is a serious problem that uh, there's a whole bunch of people now who are getting wired up to deal with this. The question, okay, so we've got Russia, obviously, um, sort of lending their support, however strongly, to uh, Belarus. Um, on the other side, Poland is basically, and Lithuania, you're talking about the EU, essentially. Um, yeah. is, how, how big could this conflagration ultimately end up being? Is this is this going to be another proxy war? I mean, what's the possibility here? Yeah, I don't think it would, uh, it would I mean, violence is one thing, but I don't think it'd be a full-scale conventional type conflict. Right. But certainly uh, an element of violence along the borders is very plausible. Uh, this would involve all of the European Union, um, because both Lithuania, as you said, both Lithuania and Poland are right. members of the European Union. So this becomes not just a sovereign issue for Lithuania and Poland, it becomes a, an issue for the European Union as a whole. And everyone is very mindful of 2015 and the Syrian refugee crisis that they went through. Uh, And so this is very fresh in their minds. And so now they're trying to avoid another crisis. And so they cannot simply open the gates up in Poland and Lithuania and have a flood of these, uh, these, because they're essentially uh, uh, economic migrants that the Belarusians have imported. And they, they, the European Union and, and these and Lithuania and Poland are not strong enough to actually accept an infinite amount because it won't stop. So they've got to cap it somehow, and at the same time cap it and control uh, the violent potential that Lukashenko could generate vis-a-vis uh, these these migrants, these refugees, and his own security people who are meddling in this. So and it seems. It's almost like he's an evil genius. This is very, very effective. What, what, what's the resolution? It seems like he's really come up with a, an incredibly effective way of leveraging pressure using political pawns. Yeah, he's thinking outside the box. I mean, the fact of 
uh, when he put down that, he brought the Orion aircraft down, you yep. know, by, by creating a thing. I mean, he, he is out of the box thinker. Yeah, and this is unconventional sort of approaches uh, to modern warfare, if you will. Uh, the, yeah, the, the term hybrid warfare is thrown out a lot. But there's a point. This is, this is conflict uh, using very much out of the box uh, measures. Some violent, some not, some humanitarian, but all aim to change the political calculus of his opponents. So he is a shrewd operator. Absolutely. And this is a, and this is a challenge. This is a challenge. I don't have the answer. There's yep. a bunch of people in different capitals trying to work out the answers. Um, but I can just tell you as an analyst that this is a very dynamic situation and a very serious situation merits our attention. And, and it's and it's snowballing it minute by minute almost. I mean, time is of the essence here. It's not like yep, this is going to be is. a long game. It is, both, on, both in weather-wise and in terms of what Lukashenko could do to escalate it by arming people. Unbelievable. Okay, well, Andrew, thank you so much for your insight. We might check in again uh, as You're this progresses. Well. I'm, glad, and, I'm glad we reestablished contact. Yeah. We could complete the interview, and I'd be very happy to uh, come on and do it again uh, at your pleasure. We will do that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a situation that, you know, you're starting to hear uh, talk about it, and people are starting to pay attention to it, and it's rising to the level of news headlines in our country. And uh, unfortunately, I think the expectation is uh, we can expect to see more of that.